Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. It's just the two of us today, huh? Yeah. All right. Bring it back to the OG crew. This is episode number 87, TFRs and more. 87, the original crew, the OG crew. From o- OG minus, bro. Yeah. <laughs> OG minus Jeff, but yeah, OG. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get right into this. How was your weekend? My week was pretty good, dude. Pretty yes. damn good. I did numerous things this week. I even listened to some old uh, RCHN to get inspired to do the podcast again. I was listening to a couple old episodes today. Nice. And uh, it was cool to hear those guys you know again and you know just yeah they're, they're all doing I their own it. thing they're all posting stuff on facebook and doing their own thing and it's cool i just you know what i miss i miss the enthusiasm they used to have in the hobby well you yeah. know what it is too for me i'm getting more into helicopters and i'm figuring out a lot more about them so a lot more of what they're talking about now is making sense to me yes mm-hmm. so it, it's pretty awesome yeah i yeah, I picked like an older episode and I don't even know what it was about. I just was like started listening to him and uh was just enjoying it. Nice. But uh other than that, man, this weekend we got together and went flying. Even though the TFR is in full effect in Jersey, we went mm-hmm. up to our uh our secondary field. Yes. And uh dude, I got a chance to fly your Oxy too. Yes. Which I gotta say thanks. That was pretty cool. I kept it in the air, didn't want to crash it, but I was able to do some stuff and I was amazed. Like you're you're always like it's like a big heli, but smaller. You know, it's like you can do everything. You uh-huh. know, of course it's smaller and it's a little you know, it has those those moments or you know, it's a small heli. Yeah, right. The, mm-hmm. the air molecules aren't any smaller. So I mean that you have to take into consideration. But it was flew great, man. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Didn't auto for shit. No, nope. um, but it flew pretty cool, and it is a little hairy when it takes off because I don't have a, a soft start. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yeah, you're like <laughs> just gotta be gotta be careful when it takes off. Yeah, spools right up. Yep, Dude, I brought out the five seventy. I haven't flown that in like mm-hmm. I don't even know when. When's the last time I flew that? Was at uh, was in um, Virginia? Yeah, and even then you only kind of hovered it and flew it a little bit. Yeah, and like I, I had that slider piece that broke. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You lost the tail, right? Yes. Yeah. So I was like, all right, bench that for a little bit. Yeah, fix mm-hmm. that and flew that. And uh, I got to say, I don't know, you know, our listeners, I probably range all over the place. Like, we got guys that could care less about some of this mediocre heli stuff and guys that are like beginning heli- helicopter pilots. But I got to say, dude, that with the V bar um, controller. And me being able to look at my 690 settings and take them into the 570 and, and kind of get things equal. Like the 570 mm-hmm. was set up to be way too radical for me. Right. And I knew it, and but I didn't know what settings to turn down. So when I started looking at stuff and kind of dialed stuff down and dialed it back, and like like Nick was saying from RCH, and we had him on, you know, you have three banks. So yeah, I set one something. bank up to be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it worked out cool, man. I was like, this is like a 
totally different helicopter. I mean, we checked the pitch and the pitch was relatively the same on both helicopters, uh, which was cool. But, you know, then I started flying it and I was, it was actually flying really good. Yeah. Because on your first flight, you felt like you were like, oh, I don't know about this. I feel weird. It doesn't feel right. Like, you know, you weren't, you didn't have confidence. You were nervous flying with it. Yeah. But then we made the adjustments and you're like, okay, okay. Yeah. It's flying a lot better. You know, you calm down a little more. You're doing more stuff. You're trying your, your, um, your Mobius transitions and stuff, you know, back to back transitions. And, you know, yeah. It felt like you were getting way better comfortable on that. Yeah. Until the last battery I had on that of the well, day. Well, that means you got real comfortable. I got real comfortable, yeah. And I did um, I did a tail slide nose down right into the ground after Wait, I was Wait, is doing... that what happened? I thought you were doing... No, I was just, <laughs> just today I'm at work and I'm thinking, you know what uh, I did? I, I did a tail slide but nose down. So like a nose slide? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I was just like, I was laughing. Uh, but no, I was doing I was doing nose down funnels and I was doing them pretty close to the ground and then yeah and then I kind of came out of it and it was just knife edge man and it just went plunk straight into the ground. Yeah, and I broke the blades. I took it all apart. Yeah, what was what was bad on it? Our buddy from Australia, Mark Ritchie, was asking me, you know, how how bad is the post mortem on that thing? And um, well, I broke all three blades. That wasn't bad. I didn't bend the main shaft. Mm-hmm. Um. And the skids popped right back in. I damaged the front, you know, canopy a little bit, but it sure. wasn't it wasn't too bad. I mean, I'd fly like that. There's no sense in me getting another canopy just to, you know, as a beater. But yeah. I broke when I spooled it up. I broke something in from the in the transmission, like you know, the main. You have you have your motor, and then you have the main gear where the uh-huh. belt goes around. Well, that yeah. part that that shaft is broken, or there's a pin in there that's broken. I haven't even taken it apart to look at it. Oh, um, you're talking about the intermediate shaft that goes from yeah your motor to your to that gear, and then it goes up to um to another gear to your main gear. Yeah. Now i I didn't build this helicopter, so I don't even know how that's put together. Is that is that on with set screws? Does that have a pin in it? Do you know? I I didn't even get a chance to look at a PDF. I wanted to. Uh, I believe there's a pin on the top gear. Yeah. So I probably broke that. Yeah. Which to me oh. isn't too bad for. It went in. You were you weren't watching, and you were like, "What the hell?" It was like junk. Yeah, it sounded it sounded way worse than what what it looked like. Yeah, you know, especially since like it sounded like you totaled a heli, like a rekit heli. But then, like I, I looked at it, I was like, "Okay, you have a little crack on your canopy. Your blades are broken, and your landing gears popped off." And I popped them right back in. <laughs> you know, yeah. so so before we even took it off the field. Like when we put it down on the ground, it was like, okay, we put it down on the ground, put the landing gears back on, and it was sitting on its own feet, you know? So it didn't seem that bad. No, and I think that's a testament to that field, man. I mean, it's just a, it's a farmland. It's all spongy and spongy, know. soft, black yeah. dirt. Yep. That was, that was cool that it wasn't too bad of a damage. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. And because you came in pretty much under power, right? Mm, I want to say it was one of those rescue throttle hold moments. <laughs> rescue throughout the whole ground <laughs> yeah just popping everything i could yeah 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 so i was like oh man why did you hit rescue you're like i did and i hit throughout a hold <laughs> yeah it was just it was coming straight down like it was yeah. just straight down but dude i flew 690 a lot i got a chance to fly yes. i think like five or six flights on that mm-hmm. which which is a lot for me on you know any given weekend day and that thing dude i just love it more and more man nice doing some pretty good back-to-back pyros on it you know, half pyros or whatever they are. 
Yeah, you yeah, know? you're doing pure flips and you're doing them really, really well now, especially with that heli. Like, I guess you're getting the timing and the your um, what you're spotting because you're you're pure flipping in one spot. You know, yeah, it's not. It's like sometimes they'll travel, but then it'll, sometimes you'll get like a good good pure flip that stays right there. Um, and then you'll like the next one will travel and then you'll kind of bring it back. And it seems like you're getting to know how to control the pure flip instead of just muscle memorization and moving sticks all wacky. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It was cool, man. I, I really got to keep flying that thing. I had a, I had one or two scary moments with that. Would it probably just one, but it's only because I was doing something stupid, <laughs> doing something a little close to the ground. I remember hitting, I remember hitting rescue and, and it getting pretty close to the ground at one yeah. point. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm having a good time, man. Enjoyed it and f- flew the nitro too. And uh, yeah, what happened with that, huh? <laughs> blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Russell. Yeah, so you know he had a good weekend last week with it, and then this weekend, you well, know, had, he was. I had two flights last weekend, and the bottom bolts vibrated out of the muffler, and so I decided to take one of them out and go like caddy corner, and I didn't notice that the gasket was pinched. The old ring, yeah, for the Tory pipe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I flew it once and I should have known because I started to turn it wouldn't start until I unless I really turned the you know, the uh governor the the global governor up a ways. Yeah, yeah, your idol. Your global yeah. idol up. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I should have I should have known, but it's like eh, I'm still learning and yeah, flew it once, then flew it again and I was doing I was doing backflips like across from from like left to right. And it was just like flip, 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 and then it was like whoa, and then it was like pop, and it and I just autoed it right down, and the auto was cool. Yeah, you auto from like a hundred feet, no problem. Yeah, it, it autoed in really nice, and uh, then we we took the muffler off, and you're like, yeah, uh, you fried it, dude. And I sent you pictures. I blew a hole right in the top of the freaking piston. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm I'm sitting there like working on my N7 a little. I, I think I was uh. I was starting it up with off the fuel line just to kind of clean the nitro out of the motor, getting it ready to pack it away. And all I hear is this big pop. And I'm like, I look up and I see this 700, you know, nitro, just no motor. And as he's, he's like, oh crap, auto it down. And he autos it down perfectly like a champ. And then, you know, and then I think what were you like, okay, let me try to restart it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, and, and the glow light, right? The the push button glow. The, the what, is, what does it have on it? It's not the it's a perfect regulated glow, but it has like a light that when you push on it, indicating that the glow is on, it just stayed on. Yeah, it stayed and we're like, on. No, for no, like that's not three yeah. times longer than it should. Yeah, you're like that's not right. So we're like, yeah. okay, let's take the glow plug out. Let's take a look at the glow plug. No pigtail in there at all. The glow plug was done. It was like completely gone. Okay, yeah. no worries. I got glow plugs. Let's put a new one in there. And then you try starting it. It was like, you can tell as soon as it started. Yeah. As soon as I hit it, I mean, it was just like no compression. There was no compression there. Yeah. It was like spinning so easily. There was no compression. And then I'm like, okay, let's take the muffler off. Let's take a look at the motor because you can see the piston. Chunk of the piston was missing on the side, on the (laughs) top corner where the exhaust port is. And there's little fragments of metal in the exhaust port, like, you know, Along the port, kind of on the outside part of the piston, right below the main port. Yeah, um, and then uh, yeah, but dude, I t- I took it apart. Yeah, like, you took later it apart that mm-hmm. night, and yeah, you, you had told me you know that that has the sleeve in there, the the cylinder sleeve is in there, and you know heated. Mm-hmm. I had to heat it up a little bit, and I I slid it right out of there, and it slides right out. Yep, mm-hmm. and uh, you know our listeners have to understand that this is like my first nitro motor ever. 
Uh, so yeah. pulling it apart, pulling it off the heli wasn't too bad. Thanks to Ron Riccio. I mean, he hooked me up at our fun fly and, and gave me like a real good once over on how to, how to pull that thing apart. So that mm-hmm. wasn't too bad at all. I, I just pulled the skids off and like pulled yeah. it right out through the bottom of the heli. Skids, bottom plate, pull it right out. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, went online and saw like a little couple little videos on how to pull apart that motor. And it was real simple. I mean, just yeah. pull it, pull it out. Like you said, I had to pull the bottom piece off so I could actually get the, the, the piston rod off the crank, mm-hmm. but it looked all good. And I just, I sprayed it out with some WD to get the shavings out and stuff like that. And like wiped okay. it out a few times. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to picking up the- some airplane nitro, Parts yes. now, man. Yeah. Look at that. So, Fred, I mean, for all you uh, folks that, you know, make comments like, oh, Steve, you, you probably come into the dark side and just fly helis. <laughs> Look at this. I got him, you know, I got him into nitro and now he's getting to nitro planes. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, everybody knows my one of my favorite airplanes is the SE5. So, geez, if I could get a balsa one or build a balsa one, I mean, now that question's answered. Like, some nitro, you know, uh, experience under my belt, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's yep. cool. That was that was cool, man. And I also flew the six S Vigan, which we'll talk about yes. in a little bit. Yes, which was cool. So, what, what, how was your week, dude? It was fantastic. So yeah, as as we were talking, you know, we we flew on Sunday at at the the field in Warwick, and I gotta say, it was a damn nice day out. It was yeah. like 75, a cool little breeze here and there. And sun was out very, you know, like some clouds, but not like any, you know, rain clouds. It was just like a little big puffy clouds, of, you know, small clouds all over the place. It wasn't too bad. It was it was a really awesome, like, flying day. Uh, I was surprised that we were the only two out there. Yeah. Like, I, you know, with the TFR, I would think, like, you know, folks from Wayne Modelers or Rampo Valley, like you know, or even our club, like just folks will be coming up. But no, it was it was um, pretty empty. It was great though. I I don't know. I, I didn't really get that many flights in. I got like probably about three or four flights in on the uh, the Oxy Two. Um, I got like one takeoff of the Oxy Three, <laughs> and then I spun a belt. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So so that um that got benched uh, real quick. Um, let's see. I flew the Black Thunder, Goblin Black Thunder, um, yeah, seven hundred times, a bunch of times, like four times. Which one of them? I was just like, you know, I, I was watching you and your low head speed, and you're like, dude, check this out. This is twelve hundred. You're oh, like so excited right. I about forgot, it. I so to I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, screw it, let me try it. I took my V control, and this is what I love about the V control. Is that like you're 570? We can just tune it at the field, try different things, make it feel, you know, that make it feel like a helicopter you want to fly again. Black Thunder, you know, I love that helicopter. I run 2200 head speed on it. And, you know, but you're like boasting and laughing, having a good time <laughs> with this 1200, 1300 RPM or 1400, something like that. So I was like, all right, let me try that. V control. My idle one. Let's just dial it down. From it was from eighteen hundred all down to twelve. Nice. Spooled it up. Took off. I was like, okay, this is uh, this is different. It's kind of scary, you know, because you have to use a lot more stick movement to keep the helicopter flying. Yeah. Um. It, it was uh. You know what I'm at now is uh. I kept lowering it and lowering it. So now my I think idle up one is uh or bank one is uh, one thousand. 
head speed. Nice. Two is 1,400, and three, I think, is 1,900 is how I have it set. Because 1,400, I know I can at least flip it over. I haven't tried anything but sport fly with 1,000. Yeah. And, and 1,900 is, like, round my regular head speed that I've been doing mm-hmm. stuff with, and I kind of like it. Sure. So, yeah, I, that was really cool. And that's that's pretty impressive, man. Just the sound of that thing is it's so yeah. cool. And yours, too. Yours was, was sound, and it's just a different sound, man. Yeah, but the tail is a little bit different sound, but yeah, it's um, you know, it, it kind of has that womp 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 sound. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, like twelve hundred, I was scared. I was scared to flip it. I was scared to do anything. I tried flipping it like a hundred, like two hundred feet in the air. I yeah. don't know how how much it dropped, but I was like, okay, let me let me try turning it up a little. I um, I turned it up to thirteen hundred, and that seems to be a good spot where I can slow fly it, still flip it upside down, it still feels like a, a low head speed. Yeah, and um, and it's funny because I was flying and I was like, okay, you know, you kind of do what these like other folks do when they fly; they go kind of in and out of low head speed. Um, because I wasn't running like a single six S pack or anything, I can basically go from thirteen hundred back to twenty two hundred, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> so I was kind of doing that on that flight, and uh, it was cool because you're like, Rah, scream, 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 pop, 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 do this, do this, do this, and. Rrr. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and slow it down, and it just kind of sport fly and you know, roll it nice and easy, like, and it was like, speed back up, da 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 da, tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, flip, 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 flip. You know? That's yeah, that was that was cracking me up because you were like, yeah. yeah, you were you were sport flying and a little slow the here and there, and you'd crank it up and immediately just go nuts with that thing. It was, yeah, that was, that was funny. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, yeah, so that was cool. Uh, let's see the N seven. That thing, so I finally got a chance to fly with the, my, you know, custom orange canopy. Yeah. And boy, that canopy, <laughs> you can see that from like, from the next town over. Man. Space. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Do your neighbors yeah. complain about that? <laughs> when, when it's in the garage. When it's in the garage at night? <laughs> no, no. So it's like, yeah, it's glowing. No, but it's, uh, it's nice. You can see it because it's a pot and boom. You can kind of tell like. That's the pie. <laughs> like you can see that front. Um, yeah, dude, it stand. It stood out really, mm-hmm. really cool. It, it looked great, man. Which alley was I do those big two hundred foot power loops? Was it the I Black think Thunder? That was the Black Thunder, yeah, yeah, two hundred a- feet, dude. That was like two hundred to three hundred feet loops, man. I mean, the diameter, it was huge. It was like, Rah! yeah, you were just like, if I had to, <laughs> if I had to guesstimate how much land you were covering was easy, 300, easily a football field. Yeah, easy yeah. three hundred feet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was just like doing these huge power loops, huge, huge, as uh, Chris <laughs> Rocaglio would be saying, huge. Or there's also um, what's his name says that right, Andre? Andre. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so that was really that was a lot of fun. And I was doing some with the N seven too, which is that that motor that one hundred five man. It's not even tuned one hundred percent yet, and it just pulls like a freight train. I love it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Besides that, uh, back at home, I finished the T-Rex a little more. I just need the RX pack um, and uh, the Neo case to come in. I, I got those on order from Heli Direct and A-Main, so that should be soon. Your Trex uh, 600? Trex 600 Nitro. Nitro. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Rob came by yesterday, Rob and Devin, and they dropped off a couple um, of th- couple things that they got for me out at Urcha, which was two T-Rex 600 and canopies, Nitro Pro canopies. Nitro Pro. <laughs> and um, and a new N7 canopy. Um, I think they're all Fusano canopies. 
Uh, the N7 one's real nice too. It's like a a silver, orange, uh, green, yellow canopy. It looks really nice. So a little Rastafarian one. Well, I hope they picked up another 4100 dual flight pack so Devin has something to fly on my 690 because <laughs> uh, I'm going to be flying the crap out of my three. That's awesome, man. That's good. I'm glad you're really enjoying that that heli. I that am. That's too, you know. Yeah, and when I think about, like, I, I, earlier, you know, I, I had a lot of time. I was driving all over uh last couple of days. So I listened to one of our earlier podcasts with, uh, I think it was the first time Chris Nutt was on the show. We were talking about the RC Heli Hangout, and uh, mm-hmm. that was around the time I think I was purchasing the 690 or I don't know. It was We, we brought it up for some reason, and uh, I think maybe it was the first time I got a chance to fly it after the the initial you know auto that i yeah. had mm-hmm. and uh yeah I, I can remember you know talking to anthony back and forth and you know how much he wanted for it and i'm like man that's a little steep and then we worked out a deal and to rest this freaking history man i'm glad it's one of the best things i did man yeah really yeah. like that helicopter awesome man so uh besides that so yeah also yesterday while i had robin devin over uh, we were just chatting catching up on earth just stuff and um I was like, I was still doing some work in the garage, you know, we were all hanging in the garage. So I started cleaning off some room. So I have my, you know, my big foam cut, you know, whatever, the cut mat. I have that kind of cleaned off and ready to go with my, I don't know. I guess I'll call it a version two of my success vegan. All right. And I think this time, you know, like it's, it's getting later. September's around the corner here. I'm going to go with the glassing. So it's the first week of August, dude. I know, but by the time I get it done, really, it'll be like September. So, <laughs> okay, because I'm gonna glass it. I'm gonna glass this next version. Cool, but I'm not gonna do the airfoil. I'm gonna leave it flat wing. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna put in. Um, yeah, I'm gonna put in a spar like normal. I'm gonna glass it with three mil on the the wing part, and the rest will probably be, you know, either one point four or seven point seven two um, weight. Uh, I still got to order the, the epoxy stuff, which I got the links from David. So I'm going to get all that stuff on order. Hopefully soon. I just, I've been spending too much money on, on helicopter stuff. So is there such a thing? Uh, so, so <laughs> let's, let's add this to the list real quick. Since it's just us two, we could kind of, you know, take our time with this section. Dude, we can talk about whatever you want. I don't yeah. Care. So today I pulled the trigger on a $858. RC Japan order. Granted, I didn't pay for all of that, but I paid for a good chunk of that. <laughs> well, it's like four guys, though, right? Six guys, and I oh, okay. paid. I paid for like half of that. <laughs> you know, like oh, I dropped. A, I dropped a good chunk because I owed Rob some money for the canopies, right? Frank is getting some motor parts. Uh, our friend, you know, Motor Diego's is getting some motor parts, but he's also selling me a motor, so you know, I'm covering most of his his cost. And then it's like, you know, my repair for the motor that I'm buying off of Frank, it's, it's crashed or whatever. So I got to, you know, I got to do some repairs on it. So I had to order parts for that. Then, you know, then your order, John's order and Riccio's order. So it was like, oh, wow. you know, it was a lot of organizing, getting the money from everyone. You know, when the last person hit me up with the PayPal, I had sent on that order. It was like, I think I, I, I saved screenshot. It was kind of funny because it was like the paypal side was like i don't know 400 or something 
And then like all my credit card was four hundred something, like four fifty or something. I was like, Ugh, that's a lot of money. But wow, man. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, so what are you getting parts for the the six hundred? No, the six hundred motor is fine. Um, I have another OS one hundred five. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so it has like a, a messed up regulator and and a piston ring needs to get replaced. So, um, I'm rebuilding that the the one hundred five that I got from Frank. That he wants rebuilt, you know, for the exchange of the motor is uh, it's, it's an HZ. It's not a regulated version, so that needs a piston and ring, but also needs an upgrade to an HZR. So, so I'm getting, I'm taking care of that for him. And then I think you got a whole piston, like a whole set yeah. of repair, right? The rebuild for your '91. Um, Rob got a whole thing for a, a rebuild for 105. John got a whole thing plus like every little piece, like. O-rings and everything, like everything you could think of to do a rebuild, like a, a complete rebuild on a 105. And then um, and then Ricky bought a couple of things that he needed for his. So, so dude, what are you going to do with that other motor? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right. So, so technically, I, you know, it's a spare motor. I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to get the, I'm going to put the center glide in there, which is the, the bushing in, in the rear bearing spot instead of the actual bearing. And what that supposedly does is um, once it breaks in, it lasts forever like that. You never need to rebuild the, um, I guess, the lower half or whatever you call it, the uh, the bearings and stuff. And and it, it actually runs smoother um, and it's easier to tune once you get it. Like once you get it tuned, it stays tuned better and stuff. So yeah. I heard some good stuff. It's like 60 bucks to get the center glide installed. Um, so might as well do it on that spare motor. And then what I was planning on doing is, you know, I, I knew there was going to be another nitro I want to eventually get. And, you know, once what I'll do is once I get my auto training done with the 600, I'll I'll pass that along to someone else to to fly or to use as a trainer. And, but I'll take like my Neo off of there and like, you know, maybe like just really that's the only thing that I want back off that and a receiver pack or whatever. I'll take that and then buy a set of servos and I'll have a motor. I'll just need to buy a pipe and an airframe. And, you know, I knew that there's going to be either a Gawi NX7 I want to try. But realistically, after Urcha, now for all our listeners that went to Urcha or, or in the heli community will know, is uh, MSH Protos came out for Nitro. Really? Yes. So, oh and boy. Alex and Jesse were flying the crap out of it. And the videos I saw, that thing looks really nice. Cool. So I might go that route, or I might still go with the NX7 Gowie route, um, or even still Black Thunder, uh, Black Nitro. You know, I mean, it's kind of up in the air. Like, at least I know that this common motor, I can fit in any one of those helis. Everything I buy, I can fit in any of those helis. You know, yeah, it's just, yeah. just, you know, I have, like, I'll buy the common parts, Neo, motor, you know. Dude, you could sell me that 600 when you're done with it, and I'll put a, a fuselage on it. Fuselage. You want to go scale with that? Yeah. Scale Nitro, that'd be cool. That would sound awesome. That'd be pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll talk. I, I don't see too many scale that size with, I guess I do, that are Nitro with, that are fly barless. Yeah. And I still have the fly bar head if you want to go back. Yeah. But why would I go back to that? I don't know. No reason. Uh, no reason, right? Nah. Awesome. Yeah. So that's probably, that's eventually some somewhere down the future, you know, not not anytime soon. Next year, maybe. Because I yeah. don't know when that Protoss is going to come out anyways. 
you know, probably later this winter, I would say. So, dude, I'm I'm gonna say this now. Yes. Next year, I think we don't go to Flight Fest and we go to Urcha instead. What do you think? Um, I I say we do both. Okay. Maybe do and, the Flight Fest like we did this year, and then yes. Urcha. Saturday, Sunday, one overnight, and then one maybe day out drive there. Out earlier, maybe I could take two days off and we'll drive out Thursday or something. I don't know to Urcha. I don't know. For Urcha, if possible, I would say let's drive out no later than Wednesday so that we're there Thursday morning, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Um, leave Sunday. Like, I don't care if we leave Sunday morning. That's cool. But, like, leave Sunday early morning. I don't care. <laughs> you know, I don't care if we're, like, we camp out or whatever and we pack up. We should think about, see, see if we could do, you know, what Alex did with the RV rentals, if they have a place that does it out there. I think that would yeah. be pretty cool if we could rent an RV have them bring it there, park it for us, set it up. We drive there, you know, do all our stuff, and then we just, you know, pack up, leave. They take care of the RV, the waste, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to look into it. Yeah, we'll look into it. But, um, yeah, I think if possible, if you could take three days, I think that would – just because it's a big event, there's a lot of stuff there, and there's a lot of stuff to cover. Plus, I could probably talk to, like, a couple of folks from Urcha, from the organization itself, or, you know – um, ambassadors of Urcha, I'll say, and um, see if we could do like a live podcast out there and kind of we could do that for like an hour one day or two hours one day, you know, somewhere kind of like, you know, do what we do when we go to other fun flies. Yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to have that extra day just to kind of get that going maybe on a Thursday midday or Friday midday, um, not to interfere with any of like the power hours and all the big events, you know. Big scheduled stuff that they have out there. So the power hour. Yeah, they have like these power hours. And they stuff. have church out there. The Church of the Holy Gods. Yes. Oh, the Church of the Holy Gods. I was <laughs> gonna say the Ambassadors of Urcha sounds like a Spielberg movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's move on to the main topic here. All right. Main topic, so, which is a mishmash, bunch of stuff. Yeah, we take a bunch of stuff that kind of is you know pertains to. Uh, our hobby right now, right? So the potpourri of RC. Yeah. So TFRs. Can I freaking? I'm gonna curse on this. Fucking TFRs. <laughs> Throw the freaking radio. You know, you could beat me. Do what you gotta do. Censor me, but temporary flight restrictions. We have one in Central North New Jersey from August 4th to August 21st. What the hell? <laughs> you know, it's like it feels like it's the whole month. I mean, it practically is. It sucks because all the clubs, like, you know, I mean, the places that we fly, right? We fly once once in a while we'll fly as a, as a guest at GCA or, we'll, you know, our go-to our go places are Tri-County Club, right? Or I go down the street here and I can't even do or that. Or you go, you go down to the park, yeah. So you local can't do that. You can't field. do a local soccer field or something small. You can't go to your, your AMA club, you know, or be a guest at, you know, one that's a little bit closer to us but it's still – is in that 30, you know, nautical mile radius of the TFR. I can't fly anything, or can I fly the less than two pounds of butter deal? I don't think you can fly anything, right? I think it's a full flight restriction, nothing even less than 250 grams, yeah. Uh, I'm making paper airplanes this weekend. I'm going to throw them. But that's 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 not radio controlled. You're okay. Oh, uh, that's right. But they do sell, like, these little motors and servo kits for <laughs> to make radio Yeah, control. I saw flight tests. They they got them at flight test and in one of the episodes. Yeah, they're pretty crazy. Yeah, but anyways, um, so 
you know, this sucks. I, I don't know. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. If FAA releases a TFR, AMA says, okay, we can't fly there. We can't fly in this area. Um, you know, we can risk it and get in trouble, but let's, you know, I don't want to be one of those guys that get on the news from, you know, flying a, a toy helicopter and then like having a Black Hawk, you know, come down on me and be like, right. you know, what do you do? You're not supposed to blah, blah, have police, you know, and first responders all there and stuff. So, yeah, but Trump. Yeah. <laughs> that was the answer I used to get all the time. Yeah. <laughs> when he was running. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know, dude. I, I just. I'm not into it. Yeah, but Trump. Yeah. <laughs> so. So I'm throwing that back out. Yeah, no, it's it sucks. Yes. But it, but this shows this goes to show you how great the hobby is because I mean we talked about it once already. Like our president sent out a list of other places we can go. Yeah. We know Ed from mm-hmm. um, from Rockland County. You know what? It's funny because this this area is so congested and so populated, northern Jersey, New York and all that, that it's really tough to actually find an open space, let alone find a, a field. You know, right. that's an AMA field or a club, right. or, you know, that'll that'll accept you. But then when something like this happens because of the population, there's other areas around that, you know, that everybody reaches out to everybody yep. else, you know. Yep. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, the camaraderie and uh, and just uh, the willing to help a fellow RC enthusiast, it's it's awesome. So AMA has this thing called the uh, AMA Visiting Members Program. Why doesn't the AMA visit the White House and say, hey, you know, there's no big deal. We're under 400 feet, your majesty. I think it's um, kind of pick your battles kind of deal. Oh. You know, I, I think in a bigger picture, they don't really care. <laughs> no, you know, like Amy's like, okay, yes, yeah, sorry, Jersey, <laughs> you can't fly, you know. But it's not like a, a national TFR, right? That would like imagine if every single RC club in the U.S. were grounded. Well, you know what they call that, don't you? Why Canada? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> wow, that's below the bell. I have dreams of these things flying into planes. Uh-huh. It wakes me up at night. Oh boy. <laughs> But I, no, I think that uh, I think that that's been lifted though. I think that guy finally came to his senses. I don't know because the only Canadian I know is Andre from RC After Hours, and uh, yeah, and he posted some videos of him flying a bunch of different things oh. this weekend. So I, he got that. Um, I, I know I'm going off, mm-hmm. but he got that red and white plane. That what was that thing? The Explorer or something? What the hell's the name of that plane? That Horizon Hobby came out. We saw it at the at the Ram show. I was like, oh, I'd get this. Oh yeah, what was it? It was like the it's like the Sukhoi, but it's got like really round wings, big, huge wing cord on. Yeah, I thought it started with a C or something. Oh, anyways, anyways, sorry, but yeah. So AMA has this program, visiting members program, right? So other clubs that are outside of your your area, outside the TFR, will allow temporary membership to for you to go fly there. You know, usually you have to kind of, there's a rep or a person, like, maybe their president or one of their officers you need to contact to let them know that, you know, you want to go and fly there. Um, and they'll let you know, because some clubs might have, like, okay, we need to, we may have one of our members there, or I'll come by, or whatever, you know, there might be a gate code that you need to get, you know, to gain entry right, and right. stuff. Um, yeah. But, like, in our area, which is awesome, so, you know, this TFR affects Central and Northern New Jersey. And, like, look how far, like, how many clubs are welcoming for us to go and fly. So we have Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn Seaview Rotary Wing. 
We have Ocean County Modelers, which I think is Southern Jersey, Northeast PA, uh, Philadelphia, I mean, uh, RC Club. Then we have Burlington County RC Club, Havistra RC, Jersey Coast Sport Flyers, and then the NJ Pine Barrens Club. Now, some of these, I think, are more um, airplane-specific, and some are yeah. heli-specific, like CV Rotary Club is, is heli-specific, Pine Barrens is airplane-specific, you know. And I met a couple guys uh, from the Pine Barrens Club early on, and when I started with the hobby, uh, when I went down to the Adam Swap Meet, I think for the very first time, okay. that's why I bought... That's why I bought the uh, revolver from and the that Mustang I had. Nice. Yeah. Cool guys, dude. Really cool guys. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, it's something, but, you know, what we Kevin and I have actually been doing, which is, um, I, I, you know, I can't thank this, this, the farmer, basically, the owner of this land, but um, he lets RC enthusiasts, you know, that have AMA fly on his land. Yeah. So, he basically... You know, we've known about this for probably a couple of years now. Yeah. I found out from, it was the alternate field for Wayne Modelers, which was the first AMA sanction club that I uh, joined. I joined for a year and then moved over to Tri-County, but this was their alternate field. And like one of the days, I think, I was like one day I was just like, Kevin, let's go try this other field. You know, because Wayne Modelers, I didn't like the field. You're flying over a swamp, so it's water hazard. If you go down. Yeah. Um, so we're like, okay, let's, there's this alternate field. It's like a sod farm or something. So that's that's going to be less dangerous to, you know, if you if you were to dump thumb a plane in. Or a helicopter. Or a helicopter. But back then it was mainly planes. Oh. Yeah. And some helis, I guess. Yeah. And I had the I had the Electro Hub. Yeah. Because I remember getting some video from up there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we were flying the Sequoias up there. And I think I had like my 550X Blade or 450X back then. You had your Vigan up there? Yeah. Because I got video of that. So, so it's basically in Warwick, New York, which is outside the TFR, there's this club that we fly. It's a, I mean, farm field we fly at. It's a big field, but they're like sectioned off because it's, you know, irrigation channels and stuff. It's, it's a farm. Yeah. So there's really only this one section we fly out of, but we use all of the sky. Like it is humongous airspace. Yeah. And it's cool because we, we roll in through his driveway there and. We come out the backside, we park, and we set up a easy up right there. We've done right it a there. few times now, and yep. right next to the vehicle, so there's no like dragon stuff anywhere. Or, yeah, so it's pretty awesome, man. And we've been up there a few times this past weekend. We finally got a chance to meet the, the farmer owner. himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was driving by on his tractor and uh, stopped, and dude, that guy's hands were enormous. He was like your atypical farmer. Oh, he's a working, you know, he's a working man, right? So. Oof. He was like, hey, how you doing? And I, we shook my hand. I was like, where'd my hand go? <laughs> I know. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But super nice guy. Um, yeah. Super you know, nice tol- dude. Like totally down to earth. You know, he, he did have a hard time hearing a little, I noticed. But he was he was definitely a good dude. He was driving this old school tractor, which is awesome. You made a comment about it because it was like engine, transmission, is the frame like it? You, yeah. you put a seat on there and some kick side, you know, foot panels or footboards or whatever, and there's your tractor with the big that wheels. Was crazy, yeah. The whole thing, like the the front end was bolted to the front of the yeah. engine, and the and the rear end was all one piece coming off the transmission, and yeah. it was like there's no frame on this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think he made a comment. It was like eighteen hundred dollars in uh, tires he recently spent. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Damn. That's. I mean, they're big tires but like 64 or something he said yeah. it was something like that but um 
And we should also say that if anybody's looking for a hot air balloon, yes, yeah, <laughs> he said he had uh, one ready to go, like yeah, full, fully loaded. The burners, the instrument, the bucket, whatever. I don't know what you need. Yeah, for a hot yeah, air the balloon. balloon, the instruments, the the burners, the fans to help it blow up. Um, the flight, basket, f- basket, flight logs, everything for it. He says there's there should be a, about a little over two hundred hours remaining on the on a hot air balloon. Like I guess you have to log it and then maybe do some maintenance or another check on upon it. Yeah, he's yeah he wants to he wants to sell it. So anyone interested, uh, what do you remember what price he was asking for it? It wasn't too bad. Like I, mean, I didn't think it was that bad. I thought he said thirty five hundred. Thirty five hundred. Yeah, yeah, and he's like I mean, he had he had everything. Like I have no idea what balloons go for, but yeah, he said the instruments were all up to date and mm-hmm. all that. So yeah, so like it'll show you your rate of descent, rate of you know ascension, like everything, um, winds where you are, like uh, just uh, fully decked out. So anyone interested, let us know. We'll pass you to him. Um, yeah. yeah. So so that's you know TFRs they freaking blow. <laughs> you know we're flying little RC. Helicopters, airplanes, even multi-rotors, whatever. I was thinking, shouldn't that be an MFR? Monthly flight restriction? <laughs> there you <laughs> go, yeah. temporary? Right? God almighty. Yeah. I mean, especially in this area, it's just terrible. Yeah. I just don't understand it. Like, you have these small things flying in the air. So what? Under four on your feet. So what? Oh, well, they can cause a threat. Yeah, the people that want to use these things for a threat won't care about your TFR anyways. Exactly. You know, is exactly. is it because then there's two, there's more air traffic for you to monitor? I mean, come you have on. More threat from birds, dude. Yeah. At this point. Right, right. Uh, I don't know. Just yeah. whatever. You know, it is the government and I don't want to speak to all of our government because well, we're good citizens. We're you know, doing what we should do. Yeah, pay my taxes, pay my dues. I don't pay my taxes the hell with that. I'm not paying them. <laughs> No, sir. No, sir. No taxes. No taxation without representation. What? Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next main topic here. This is the first I'm hearing about this. I know you, you know, you wrote this. Are you like, we, we were talking through text and you were like, you know, we should talk about TFRs, flight festives, and you're vegan. And I was like, flight festives? Okay, yeah. I'm like I'm not really sure what that is. That's why I'll like I'll just name this episode TFRs and more, um, and we'll kind of go into it. You know, when I when we get into our, our get on Skype and start talking. And so, what is this flight festive? Why don't you take this? Well, I was listening to the flight test community cast today and uh, yesterday, and come to find out that there were a few people that had some things stolen from Flight Fest this year. First time this has ever happened, and some of the things were one guy had a couple of planes stolen. One guy had some goggles, fat chart goggles stolen. I think a quad was also taken. And I don't know if it's a radio was taken or not. I mean, this is all hearsay, uh-huh. you know, story for, upon story. So they basically were getting into, and I seem to have, you know, a flashback to last year about the same kind of story. You know, they were, they were kind of talking about what they could do and how, you know, we kind of police ourselves to a point. Yeah. But let's not be stupid, really. And that, that's basically like Patrick said that. And I, I kind of agree with him. Like, okay, if that's, if that's where the event is turning now, and I don't want to say it's turning bad, but you know, when you get that many people, you're yeah. going to have some 
bad uh, eggs in there for sure. Basically, I would think, you know, just be mindful of your stuff and where it is. And you might have to lock it up if you're going to take a walk, you know, or. I mean, it sucks, though. Like, we have, like, we have all our helis out and stuff. And for us to yeah, have to, you know, even though we weren't parked far, but, like, okay, we're going to go get some food. Bring yeah. it back there and put it in our car. Oh, and then, oh okay. Bring it back out. Because I kind of like having it out there, especially when we're there. Um, you know, but people come up and ask questions and stuff, you know, they'll uh, spark yeah. some interest and they'll, they'll have something they can like point at. Oh, what's that? Or what kind of, you know, is that expensive? We get that question a lot, right? How much does this thing cost? I guess what's happening now is there's been a couple of locals that, that come in, local kids, and they don't pay and they just get on the property. And uh, I guess Furious had problems with them in the past, uh, you know, driving up and down his, his runway and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's what was going who did it you know or what but Mm. that's what i heard on the on the community cast and it's kind of a shame but like i said i mean well you know i I think you and i have a different mentality about that kind of thing even though we did leave our stuff around just like from the area we're in you know yeah uh i mean i can leave my door unlocked yeah sure but you know i'm not i'm not stupid either you know (laughs) it's like i can leave my door unlocked but I know where my gun is, and I have security cameras all around my house. <laughs> yeah, and I have none of my neighbors work. They're yeah. all home. They're all telling me, go, Kev, go to work, man, because we need that those funds. <laughs> yeah. I always say that when I drive by. Good thing I'm working today, right? But uh, no. Um, no, I got one of one guy's disabled. Um, one woman's a school teacher. I don't know. And then a couple of other people up the street. I don't know what they do. But uh, yeah, so it it was a, it was a shock to me, and I wish Fred was on because I'd like to get his take. He probably you know, is gonna say the same thing. You, know, you got to start put either police in your own or you know look out for everybody, look out for everybody else's stuff. If you're gonna go away, yeah. you know, talk to your neighbor and say, hey, are you gonna hang for a while? You're gonna be flying for a while. We're gonna run down and get some get some food, and then don't be a douche. Don't be gone for like two hours. You know, go get your food and come back. So you know the guy's not watching your stuff all day. It's so hard though. Like, you know, when we were, we were just, we went to go get food. There's so many times we like, you know, we'll stop and talk to some folks. And, you know, it's like, it's a damn shame because I don't know how it is at other big events. I mean, I can see like big events on the helicopter side, like Urcha, right? Or Jonah or Seth, you know. I don't know. Is that a problem? Is that a, a thing that happens? I know at Urcha one year, someone's trailer got broken into and like all of his helicopters and everything was stolen. But I don't think that was at the field, was it? it I was think it was at the hotel. Hotel, right? Yeah. yeah. I have heard that story too. You know, which still, nonetheless, it's still that. And it was by someone who's in the hobby, by this punk kid yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but still, regardless of that, like, I don't know. I feel like anyone inside the hobby do you know they do police each other like if i'm hoping that you know we're not there and like charles is there or or someone else and they see like some guy walking up and taking something of ours that they don't recognize you know yeah they would tell us right they would say something um they you know they would say something to that person (laughs) yeah i think for sure yeah uh joel um joel (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think no but i think uh that you know that I think the first couple of years we everybody definitely looked out for each other. You knew your neighbor and stuff like that. Maybe they need to change the flight line again. I mean, I really enjoyed the way that you could, or you know, pull your car across from where your easy up was and made that row really cool. But you know, maybe they need to change it up to where 
you know, you get one parking lot and one 12 by 12 easy up spot, yeah. you know, you know, do the same thing, you know, across the street, you know, one easy up one row and campers are in a different spot. I don't know. I don't know how they, I would definitely logistically think about it different if I was doing it and think through it a little more. I mean, I enjoyed the setup. I thought it was okay. It just that, that's, that really surprised me. And it, it, it is a shame. I mean, but when you do have like, what, over a thousand pilots there and, you know, two to three thousand people, then you're going to get some bad seats. Uh, yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, I think, you know, if, you know, we're going to do Fly Fest again next year, most likely, you know, probably do the same situation. We'll do a Saturday or Sunday. Um, and, and, you know, in that case, like, I'm going to have to lock myself up. Yeah, and to add to that, though, we made a comment about this year in particular and how there was no policing of the flight line at all. I think that's all you would need is a little bit of presence, and I didn't see a cop this year either. Like, we saw cops the the year before Mm -hmm. just walking around. Yeah, sheriff's department, yep. All you need is a couple volunteers, uh, you know, to walk up and down or, you know, hire some security. Uh, How much can that cost, you know, for the event, event security, you know, and have them flashlights and a little first aid and the vests on and 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 walking up and and then just you know it's kind of it's kind of you you have you have your you know, the way they want to run it and the way it has to be you know st- sort of thing i know they want to have it as open as possible to everybody but then you do have to have some organization though too yeah. and i know they don't want to turn it into the neat fair yeah no, that's what i was gonna say don't make it neat but but you do have to have some like yeah. Hey guys, here's how we're gonna fly on the main flight line. You know, we're going in this direction. Just, just and, hire uh, like forty Nick Simpsons, and you'll be good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there you go. But, problem solved. Yeah, problem solved. Now it's just I don't know. That's the thing. You do need something, but then you're right. Like I don't know. For the people that aren't gonna do anything, seeing a cop doesn't. I don't know. That doesn't bother. I never bothers me seeing a cop. Never. See, you know, like I. I think they're just other people. I just, you know, wave to them, say hi, whatever. But, you know, if you're if you're trying to do something bad and you see a cop or someone of authority, say, like even if it just says flight for security, you know, with a, with a well, Ford, I mean, who's, you know, who's gonna be? Who's? It's most likely it's gonna be the kids that are that are doing this. It's most likely it's kids, you know. Mm-hmm. The word gets around. Hey, I got cops at this event. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it could be as simple as that. And I mean, I, I know they were saying last year there were cops there because the amount of people that were there. And this year was, I mean, in my opinion, Saturday was just as big as the year before. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm talking about overall amount of people because last year they had the uh, the the big Guinness Book of Records stuff. So there was a lot of people out for that. It's, yeah, and they, they had about the same amount of pilots. You know, so, so doesn't it warrant to have a police presence there um, like they did last year. Yeah. Because it's, it's by the occupancy. It's by the... Maybe they did have police there this year and I didn't see them. They did actually talk about on on the FT communicast. They, they talked that uh, there were armed police there, I think, Wednesday and Thursday during rain and all that. So I don't know if, you know, they said, well, it's not going to be much of an event Friday and Saturday. Don't worry about it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Sure. Yeah. It's just, it is a real shame because, you know, uh, you know, it, it gets me a little emotional to think, you know, I know Josh, I know him personally, uh, and he's a good dude. He's got a good heart and a good dude. And, mm-hmm. you know, to see other people, that's like ruin anything that he wants to do, man. I mean, the first time I met him, I said, thank you for putting a show on that, uh, is clean when there's all this junk on TV, you know, and then 
I go do an explicit podcast. But yeah, let's say then, then we do this. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I only, we, we've talked that, you know, the reason we did it the way we did it is because guys talk and yeah, guys we wanna, say stuff. Yeah, we want to be open. But, but no, when you think about it, all the attacks on the family and, and that's out there, and then, you know, Flight Test comes out and does a positive, you know, family-oriented type show and, and just the whole environment. And I know what they're after. I mean... It's just to have people come together and be better people, man. And they're doing it through airplanes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't think they'll come out and say it, but I mean, you can tell. Sure. Yeah, they're bringing that. They're bringing the community back together. You know, and that's and. And I don't want to get all religious. No, dude, yeah. Whether it's church, whether it's a common, you know, hobby or whatever. Whether you believe in whatever you believe in. I mean, even if you don't believe in anything, isn't the isn't the word usually um air quotes usually is hey, just get along with each other and be nice to each other. I mean, right. is that so freaking bad, you know? Right. But let's let's talk about something else, dude. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to do the vegan after this. <laughs> kind of bring it back. So six yeah. S F T vegan. Now mine failed at Fly Fest. <laughs> Yeah, and I and I was listening. I was listening to RC after I was. They were commenting on it because they had Vindstall on. I I'd love to get in touch with Dave. Yes. and tell him that I successfully flew success Vig, and then tell him that you're working on a fiberglass one, man. Mm-hmm. Pretty badass. I'm sure he'd be uh you know excited to, to see some video from that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, flew that freaking success Vigan. and this is this here's <laughs> here's what kind of dumbass I am. Here's how long it's been since I set up an airplane. I set it up. I bind it. I go, okay, my throws are working. Uh huh. What else do I need? Nothing. So you hand launch it. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it all set up. I got the 4100 heavy brick of a battery in it. Uh, you know, I got the Dr. Mad Thrust, which uh, somebody asked me about KV. I forget what it was. 23. I, I don't remember. I'd have to look at the picture or whatever I took. But yeah, you, you launched it and I got it up in the air and I started flying around. And I tried trimming it out and I'm like, wow, this thing is like crazy. The f- throws are crazy. And I, you got video of it. It's funny because I make like two circles and then I land it and I'm like, I didn't program any expo. Yeah, no expo thing. at all. <laughs> and, uh, dude, that was, it wasn't as bad, but it was definitely, yeah, I mean, definitely in the expo. And I forgot and I just went 30, 30 across the board. I forgot that I think Dave did 40 on the elevator in the video i mean like i said this shows you how long it's been since i've set up a plane but then you relaunched it for me and man once i got that thing trimmed out dude that thing was really cool man nice really cool really fast like that to me is what that plane needed man i guess because it's my experience too like the vigan was good when i was kind of beginner at mm-hmm. the at the 4S setup, but now, man, that thing is freaking awesome. When I went straight up and just kept giving it, like, full throttle, and it just kept climbing and climbing, I was like, oh, my God, this is insane. It did so well. Um, first note, hand launching a Vigan, watch out for the wing. Don't let it hit oh, yeah. your side of your hip when you throw it, because yeah. that makes it very interesting. Woo, 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 left, right, left, right, <laughs> you know, kind of launch. Uh, yeah, and I'm so, glad we were so, standing up on the hill. Sort yeah, of. so that's the one thing about the um, the farm I wanted to bring up, but I forgot is um, it's awesome because um, where we park and then where like the actual like I guess runway or takeoff spot is like probably like a three foot 
Oh, I was going to say it's like six foot. Is it that much? Maybe. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So what's great is that like for helicopters, you could be hovering um, eye level, you know, like seeing your inverted hover like right in front of you. But you have like 10 feet of ground to play with, you know, so it's less worry about um, dumb thumbing it or whatever. On planes, especially takeoff, (laughs) you take off, you know, you have like 10 feet of descent before. Um, it hits the ground. So, yeah, Kevin, you were able to save it. Yeah, and I think on the second launch, though, you know, obviously it didn't hit your, your yeah, hip again. Yeah, it did better job this time. I don't think it sank that much. I don't remember. I don't think it sank at all. I was able to yeah, take yeah. off, like, straight. So if we were standing on flat ground, it would have been okay. Hmm. But, uh, dude, once I, like I said, once I trimmed that thing and, and it was fly- it was moving out, man. It was really cool. And the video is super cool because I watched it again today and I'm like, that is the, the motor echoing off the mountain. Like yeah. when I come screaming by at the one point. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You can hear it echoing on the mountain. You're like, did that just echo? <laughs> yeah, it sure did. That's awesome, man. That was crazy, man. That was super cool. I gotta get a uh I'm gonna get my old tired Mobius and, and strap it to the like the top of that thing yes, and, do it. and get a flight. Because mm-hmm. uh yeah, it moves out that was that was decent man yeah i gotta get my vegan done i just i need to i got the motor sitting right underneath my my desk right here where i'm doing a podcast well don't start working on it patrick or i'll be yelling at you patrick Ugh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just man. banging on the mic with my, with a little whatever this tool is <laughs> Okay. FT Vigan, success. Awesome. Um, Do you want to fiberglass anything? Do you want to do any glassing? No, not really. Okay, because I'm going to order some of the stuff um, that David linked us to uh, and then go from there. I'm just curious if like... Well, you know what? I I say no and probably, I don't know, it's kind of counterintuitive because when I explain what I'm going to explain... Uh, I built a FT Versa wing early on, and that just Dollar Tree foam with the recommended motor and all that stuff, and just running a 3S 2200 with some counterweight, you know, a couple of pennies or whatever in the nose. That flew really good, and it slowed down pretty nice. Mm-hmm. When I built that other one that was a little heavier, and I, I did tape covering on the entire thing, like I added even more weight by using the colored packing tape. I don't, I don't know how much weight, but I made it like sleeker, and there was you know with the with the packing tape that thing flew really fast like the vegan like that that thing flew i don't know if there's you know i never fully taped an entire vegan like i did this time i don't know if it's the weight of the battery or if it's you know the tape being like a slip sleeker like surface for the air to move across hmm yeah i don't know i mean i guess i guess definitely it's gonna be more aerodynamic, like or more, you know, re- less resistance of air molecules on your on your wing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's probably what it is, really. And and fiberglass will probably make it even better. Um, yeah, yeah. And what I really like about it is being ding resistant, like <laughs> you know, you tap, yeah, yeah. You know, when you put it in the car, it won't get dinged up and whatever. Did uh did Dave hold the flyer? Uh, is he does he have a video or a uh? On a forum, did he start anything? Do you know on on his progress on his vegan? Yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't been on the flight test forum in a while. Yeah, me neither. So it's hard for me to say. Uh, yeah, we can ask him. I'm sure he'll, he'll let us know. But okay, 
I think we should just kind of do it on our own. Just, you know, like we, we saw how he sheeted the whole, you know, like you sheet the whole thing. And then yeah, basically yeah. then you can cut out your vegan and then do your creases, you know. And that's why I think I was going to do the 0.75 or seven, whatever, the 0.73 um, ounce style. On the, the fuselage, any of the parts that got to really fold up, but like the wing, which is just a solid sheet, that's going to be a solid, like, um, you know, three, three ounce or, you know, really thick fiberglass. So, like, it's going to be pretty, not not crash resistant, right? But f- like from flexing. So that wing's going to be solid. Like, the canards are going to be made out of that. I'm going to, you know, do three mil, three ounce on the canards because I want that thing to uh, really be strong at all the like the key points canards the wing and the vertical staff you know yeah okay and i'm thinking of doing it kind of like nerdnik style where you know it's a flat wing and i think david was also doing this too where he was kind of like beveling the edges to be a little bit sharper to be tapered off more so it cuts through the wind better uh, instead of being okay. like a, a square box you know leading edge so I'm going to see if there's something like that I can do or maybe take sandpaper and a sanding block and round the edges and then fiberglass the rounded edges, you know, or something. So I'll figure something out. Just try to make it a little more dynamic. I want, I want this thing to be a freaking missile near. Like I want this thing to be super fast, super agile and strong and look good. Um, I do want to talk to you about a painting because I, I definitely want to get this painted up and, you know, maybe get your suggestions or, you know, feedback on what color schemes or what I can do to get it painted. Um, Don't paint it black and green. Black and green? Like the goblin black thunder. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, it, if, if I paint that anything, it's going to either look like a real plane or it's going to look like a cartoon plane with a big orange nose on it because I, I love the orange nose on all my vegans. It helps me with orientation so much. And and then usually like some kind of design on the bottom so I know when it's upright or, you know, Upright. If I'm looking at the bottom or the top of the plane, you know. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, how'd you like the the red with the white stripey things, man? Oh, that looks, looks good. pretty good, it right? Looks awesome up top. The bottom. It's nice that you left the wing white on the bottom, yeah. so that way you can see when it's what's just the bottom or top. So that's important on a vegan because it's such a fast plane that you know you can scoop yeah. around and the wind kicks it over and you're now upside down and you don't you didn't see it flip, you know, and you're screwed. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think it came out pretty good. Um, because I was modeling it after that, that uh, animated show I used to watch, and mm-hmm. yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. No, no, I think it looked great. Cool. So awesome. Good job on that. I can't wait to see that fly again. Are you gonna do any landing gears or anything on that? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Oh, okay. You know what I was thinking today, dude? I was thinking, in the winter time, how about putting skis on it? Yeah. That would be crazy. But wouldn't that's it? part of the reason why I wanted landing gears, so I can just. On both landing gears and bolt on skis. Skis up front would be with the steerable like ski in the front. That'd be badass. That would you be. You take off from a, like a frozen lake or something. <laughs> lake of Pack on. That'd, that'd be crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Man. I wonder if I could do like a vertical takeoff, like just set that straight up on the ground with the six S and just punch it. And I don't, I don't know if that would happen though. I don't know. Because be, the, I don't know if I want to try the it. Vegan has a pretty good stall speed, though. Like, as soon as you get in the air. Yeah, but it might be inverted at that point. I don't know. True, true. I, I would say, like, if you had it on, like, a 45-degree, um, like, PVC launch rails. Yeah, yeah. You'd be able to launch it, like, you know, like, you know, maybe, like, a three-foot 
pole or something, you know? That's a challenge for flight test, man. Andres, got to take that on, see if you can launch a Vigid. <laughs> yeah, no lightweight version either. Got to be EDF. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Okay. I guess let's move it on. All right. Let's move it on. Uh, news and announcements. News and announcements. Do you have any? Let's see. Um, so yeah, Urcha, um, is over and MSH Protos is released a nitro version. I'm not sure when it's going to be officially released, but they had theirs out flying. So that's freaking awesome. Oh, and um, they had the Oxy 2 and 4 there. I the heard. Oxy, yeah, the Oxy 2 for sure. But the Oxy 4, they had that back out there and there's some pictures online for that. The Oxy 4, hopefully we'll be seeing a, a release date soon on that. Uh, let's see what else was there. The Takumi, the Japanese-made oh, yeah. uh, speed-looking helicopter with the motor that's like mounted not up and down like the motor shaft is, isn't isn't up and down, but it's actually sideways. So like the motor shaft is like front to back. What the what? Sideways Takumi. That's like a steakhouse I used to go to. <laughs> steakhouse, yeah. Takumi uh, Fujiwara. Uh, I don't know. It's on Facebook. Takumi helicopter. Initial D, dude. Well, what size is it? Is it a 700? 700. When you look at the, the way that the motor is laid out, it's freaking different. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I see. The whole the whole transmission is in the back of the heli. Oh, that's neat. Totally different design. So then what the hell are all these servos up here? Like That's your whole transmission I'm, and everything. It's all right there. I'm seeing like servos and servos up front. Yeah. You have your three servos up front. Then you have your tail servo down at, below the motor. And then it's like the whole transmission and everything is like one piece. There's what? It looks like a servo on each side, but where the hell is the... It's like it's offset. The swash plate is offset. It's really weird. I do like the way the landing gear comes out, like arms. Yeah. Like little feet or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of swooping now. So anyways, uh, a lot of people got a chance to see this helicopter in person, which is pretty damn nice. Um, Did they fly it? I believe so. Oh, they did? I, cool. I believe so. I, I, I don't know. We got to go to Richard to find that out, I guess. Uh, now, is, <laughs> is there a company that makes this? Or Takumi's is it like, the company. Takumi's the company? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. I know Mark um, Mark Bishop on Facebook. He he posted a picture and a, 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 a comment or, you know, I guess a description. Not for the picture, but yeah, I guess for a picture. It was a Goblin 380. And it had a nitro motor on it, and a, like it was a rendering, like a, like a drawing, with yeah. a gas tank, and 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 it said that Carl Shirley will build it if he could get twenty to thirty like definite people to to that would buy it. It would run an OS fifty or fifty five, I believe. So it'd run almost like a five hundred or six hundred nitro class engine, in a three eighty. Oh, I thought it was like a thirty um, size. No, or no, something. sorry, a thirty-seven. Yeah, it'll yeah. fit a thirty-seven, but I'm sure you can fit a fifty in there. They should make it to fit a fifty. Oh, yeah. They do that with the NX four, right? An NX four, you can fit a fifty or fifty-five, fifty, I think. So why not with this? The fifty. I don't even think they make a thirty-seven anymore. So fifty would have to be it. I don't know, dude. I'm a nitro noob. I would keep my four twenty. I would buy that conversion and rock it in a four twenty yeah, with the yeah. fifty. That would be awesome. That'd be nuts. Just to have a small nitro like that, I think it's just be great. It won't have the best disc load. It won't be the lightest or anything like that. I'm sure it'll fly probably really similar to the NX4. Um, but to have it in like, you know, in the Goblin fuselage, like I think it'll look pretty damn cool. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. 
I, I hope that does go through because I will I would buy that conversion in heartbeat for sure. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Oh, so I have an announcement. Yes. Uh, and it's Urcher related. Guess who got first place at the S2 class 401 to 530 millimeter speed cup at Urcha? Charles Booker. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Nice. So congratulations, Charles. We met him at Flight Fest and uh, hung out with him for a little bit. That's awesome, man. He posted some pictures on Facebook. Good job, Charles. Awesome. And that's all I have for news and announcements. I think that's all we have. All right. Let's move it on. What's next for you in the hobby? Oof. I'm not sure, dude. Actually, well, I got to get, I got some parts. I'm still, I got, had to order a few minor little parts for the Oxy to fix that and, uh, like bushings or something. And, um, I got Yeah. For the top. Bushings and Oxy? I don't know. There's (laughs) something in the top there that holds everything all together. I got to get that. And, uh, Bushing. <laughs> I don't know. Bearings, bush. I don't know what the frill pieces of plastic, dude. You shove in places. I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And uh, I, I got other things to do, but I can't even remember now. You got me so worked up. No, I got to get that. I got to get the nitro motor fixed, but uh, you don't know when we're getting those parts, right? So last time I ordered from RC Japan, it was about a 10 day out. Okay. Um, And, and it was like. It was probably a little shorter than that. It just felt like it was 10 days because it took me a while to, like, check my email and see that they sent me the shipping quote and the invoice. So I was like, uh, where's my order, you know? And, and they're like, oh, you, you have to, uh, you know, accept it or whatever. So I, I did that today. Um, so I'm guessing probably by next, either next week around this time or a little later, we we get the parts in, so you you'll. I'm hoping we can have it, have your bird at least ready to go by Christmas Fun Fly for sure. You know, maybe maybe a week before to get get it broken in. Okay, yeah, and I've I eventually might look at that big SE five one of these days. I I got to make some uh, wooden. I don't know. They're not uh, wing spars, but just wooden wooden connecting pieces and figure out what I'm doing with that thing down the road. Why don't why I just do like a carbon spar? Well, because I I 3D printed the the angle piece and I got to get rid of oh, that because that's an that angle, all, right? Yeah, it's it's okay. an odd shape, but I mean it's unique. I, I kind of like it, so I don't know. I might mess around with that this weekend. Who knows? Depends on what what's going to happen weather wise, whether we get out and fly or not. Yeah, does this kind of part of news announcement? But it's also what's next for you in the hobby is uh, Kevin and I um, got asked to fly a demo at a air show it looks like this club up uh you know by us a little north of us in new york is asking you know to try to get some uh helicopter pilots to come down and and do a show the the air show portion is like it's not a fun fly but it's a it's an air show that um you know the the club like really pushes hard on the, the public like you know to get folks like non-rc folks in you know, spectators to come to this event and they sell it as an air show. So they do like, you know, big helicopter demos. They do big scale helicopter demos, big 3D, big airplane stuff, you know, like a hundred inch airplane stuff. So I don't know. I'm going to find the details, but that might be something we do this Saturday day after this podcast is released. So nice. So if we do um, and I can get someone to, or um, you know, maybe we'll Facebook Live it or something. I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, me hovering for three minutes. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. Dude. Tail and got, hover, dude. Dude, you're getting that nose in, that, that 45 degree in, and hovers. You're siding, too, to check the gas tank. You're getting that in, too, you know? Dude, I got that 45 degree. I'm smacking that big time. <laughs> so, so that might be something coming up for us. We'll see uh, if we agree to do it or not. Okay. What else do you have? SC5. Going to work on that a little. You can do anything else? Nah. Why don't you work on that Goblin 380, huh? Oh, I got to put those servos in the Goblin 380. Yeah, maybe I'll break the law and hover that in my driveway. See if I get any uh, packet losses. Yeah. Yeah, I should do that. You're yeah. right. You're right. You got time for it. Uh, for me, I'm going to finish the Nitro, 600 Nitro. And I'm going to probably tomorrow, like. Maybe I'll bring that by your house and hover it in your backyard. Sure. Probably tomorrow <laughs> I'm thinking of. Um, taking that and starting up the motor you know cool. we'll have to blaze just to see if it starts up get it kind of going oh you know it is I'm, I'm waiting for the rpms um rpm sensor so i can't do that till i get that anyway so yeah maybe thursday then maybe, maybe later this week thursday or friday cool yeah we'll go from there i still got to cut out the rest of the ft cub the tubby cubby uh the yeah tel- i still have that kit sitting there <laughs> yeah i got to I got uh I had two sheets left of Dollar Tree foam and I was taping that up with yeah uh yellow packing tape. So I I might do that with the rest of my I gotta get some more foam from the dollar store. But I'm not on call this weekend, so alcohol might be involved. So I'm not sure how I'm gonna squeeze that in, but uh I'm sure there will be a few drinks. I think what you should do is um oh shit, I totally forgot. I think this Friday we're gonna be doing a build night. Who's doing a build night? Rob and myself. Oh, so what you should do is you should come by. The exclusive build night that Kevin isn't invited to? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm inviting you now. All you right. should come by. Is Bill invited? Possibly. All right, I might be busy that night then. Possibly not. I don't, I don't know. Okay, I'll have to check well, my schedule. you love Bill. I have to check my schedule. Yeah, I it's, do love Bill. Your sh- schedule, so you could shoulder, solder. I have to shoulder my schedule. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, maybe you can help me run that line real quick, and then we'll do that, and then you can have some beers while we do some builds, or we could all have some beers or whatever. Hmm. All right. Yeah. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's kind of going to be my week. Uh, <laughs> you know, breaking a 600 Nitro or start up the motor, maybe do this demo, do a build night. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else I can do. Nice. I just have, I have so much shit to do anyways. I painted my living room. Let's bring it back to home. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to freaking drive <laughs> over to your house and kill you in that painted living room, dude. I painted my living room and my dining room. Yeah. Yay. I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's uh, let's wrap it up. All right. Let's wrap it up. I think it's going to be like one of the shortest podcasts. Huh? I'm editing all of you out, so it's going to be real short. It'll be even. It's going to be like 40 minutes of me. Oh, well, so you, so you're just gonna show. you're just gonna play your <laughs> audio track. <Yeah. laughs> just edit the spaces out, so you're like talking yeah. uh-huh. nonstop. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god, you should do that. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I got something planned for an episode down the road, and I talked to Andrew Schneider about it. I was going back and forth with him on Facebook, and I'm not gonna say anything about it, but it'll probably be in the bloopers. And all right, I'll give you a forewarning. It's not real, so don't think this is really taking place <laughs> if you hear it in the bloopers. I don't want to do it with you, Steve. Like, I'll do it when there's other people involved, you know? 
And I know you, you kind of know what it is, but I just want to tell the listeners that when you hear it eventually down the road, it's not real. <laughs> okay. That's it, dude. That's all you're getting. That's all I'm getting. Okay. That's cool. I'll wrap it up. All right. Wrap it up. <laughs> so we missed the Facebook lights of 666. We are at 669. All right. Missed it by three. Just as good. Just as good. But the funny thing is, is we have 669 total. That's plus nine this week. But I only have six names. Oh, my God. So if you minus the three, <laughs> we uh. really would be at 666. Just say it. So play uh, Mark of the Beast. No. <laughs> Number of the Beast. Number of the Beast. That's it. Yes, um, sir. Iron Maiden. Nice. Okay, so this guy's name is kind of going to be weird. Um, it's Peko Petrosky. Now, look at that name. His first name is P-E-T-K-O. His last name starts P-E-T-K-O. Yeah. That's freaking that's right. awesome. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Rossini. Zach uh, uh Abdul Rimen. Teloway T. Kenneth and Gerard Schoen. Gerard. Gerard Schoen. Gerard, I haven't heard that. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now I'm thinking. I'm, I'm oh, setting, boy, the wheels are moving I'm in your head. I'm setting the way back machine. Gerard. Gil Gerard. That's who I'm thinking of. Okay. <laughs> you know who that is? No idea. Buck Rogers, dude. Buck in, Rogers. In okay. Well, that century. is way before my time 24th and a half century yeah i remember the 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 cartoon version no dude that was when you the best part of that show was aaron gray in that one piece like outfit she had i actually met her um way was she wearing the one piece uh, no no because no, <laughs> she was older she was doing the bloomingdale's commercials and stuff but she was really cool i, I got a chance to hang out with her talk to her for a little while and uh yeah really cool person nice yeah so thanks, Gerard. I went from Gil Gerard to Aaron Gray and Buck Rogers and all that. Awesome. Ah, Stroll down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. We got to get ready for the next one. Yeah. Facebook comments. Yes. Um, I didn't even talk to this guy, so he doesn't even probably know this is coming. But um, our buddy Mark Ritchie from Australia. Nice. Had down a huge, under. Yeah, he had a huge fun fly. And we'll probably get a little long with this, but... Uh, Mm-hmm. He posted like a recap of each day. It was really cool. And I started reading day two and I'll, I'll read some of it. And yeah. he really can't say anything because it's on Facebook. So, uh, it's out there, but he said it was pretty laid back and they went by, uh, had breakfast in the morning. It was cold. It's about 26 C. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, but made its way to 26 C, which is, let's see, 26 and 26 is 52 plus 32 so that's like around like 80 something degrees 86 degrees or something okay that's not too bad yeah Yeah, no he had a buddy named ben who had a scale black hawk out flying it around uh with a flag hanging below on a steel rope with lead weights and a remote control release or really scaled to have that with the flag you know flying that's pretty cool another dude tetza t-e-z-z-a showed up with a Ren 44 turbine MA whiplash and was three, a 3D helicopter turbine, I'm guessing. And he said, it's really amazing to see what a 3D turbine heli can do. 
You ever even heard of that? A 3D turbine. I mean, I've seen like people do 700 nitro T-Rex conversions to turbine. I've never really seen him fly. Like I've seen him sport fly. I've never seen really like 3D fly. Like somebody 3D smack fly a turbine. Like smack? No. I mean, I've seen like big air 3D maybe. His exact words are, he absolutely threw it about again with no regard, which sounds like he's beating on it pretty good. Yeah. So that's crazy, man. I read that and I was amazed. I was like, 3D freaking heli, man. That's a turbine. He said, guys, we're doing speed runs. Uh, Uncle Lyle and Tezza and Sean and, and Mick and the Ripley boys. And he said he has a CDR that he got a couple of flights in on. And he flies a, also flies a Logo 700 that he had VTX blades on. And he said that he's really loving that setup. Those are really great blades on any helicopter. I yeah. heard on nitros are even more of like awesomeness of the airfoil and the way that they fly. Just it's it's like I think Alex Rosa from MSH says uh, I remember hearing it on a, I think it was on the Hooligans podcast. He's like put a set of VTX on on a nitro. It's like cheating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, man. Cool. And he said one of the guys has a brand new fireball and and put it in fireball. Yeah, fireball. At the event, and he uh, he said it proved that they are pretty durable little helis. Oh yeah, the repair bill will only be about forty bucks. New canopy and tail, tough, huh. li- tough little bugger. Nice. Oh, and then he had to write this: the club turned on a great barbecue. Oh, you didn't say it. I thought we were gonna go shrimp on the barbie. I wonder if they had shrimp. <laughs> I I was actually thinking like, did they cook up some kangaroos? No, <laughs> come on. They don't need kangaroos on there. No, that's only a Canal Street, the kangaroo. I thought that was, I thought that was a little kitty cats. Ah oh, man, I'm getting all my, you know, delicacies and areas all mixed up. Okay, anyways. But uh, no, that thanks, Mark, for writing it up. And he yeah. had like a couple more days that he even wrote up, and I didn't even get a chance to read those. But when I, I started reading the day two and it caught my eye, I, I said, oh, I'm going to read this, man. Because um, it's pretty cool. Like we're we're in America, we're in Jersey, and like he's on the other side of the planet. And to like mm-hmm. to be able to share stories, I know it's it's stupid. It's kind of like elderly of me to be like, oh, you know. But uh, you got to remember <laughs> where I came from, dude. I came from eight tracks and rabbit ears and ten cent stamps. So uh-huh. UHF. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah, UHF. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's it's it is pretty cool. I mean, he's really on the other side of the planet, like other yeah. side of the. <laughs> to the planet, other side of the hemisphere, like you know, all the pictures he posts, I have to turn up upside down the other way just to so yeah, yeah, you know, toilet bowl flushed a weird way and stuff. Like I mean, just complete opposite. So that's so much bullshit, too. That doesn't happen. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I thought it was design of the toilet did that. No. Ugh. Where's MythBusters when you I, need when, when when I went to the side of the hemisphere, it spun the other way, and I was like. I guess it's true. I don't know. Maybe they designed the toilet bowls opposite there. I don't know. Oh, all right. Let's keep going. <laughs> yes. <laughs> website comments. So, yeah, website comments. I think this came in through our email or through the website. Uh, but Greg Jackson, mm-hmm. he was uh, involved with the F3N competition, and he's doing pretty good. Better numbers, he says. Uh, and yep. he said, you know, he can't change the past and how things went in the past, but he's looking forward to a great future. Nice. And he's and he's just looking forward to having fun. Yeah. And uh, you know, just wanted to thank uh, a bunch of us for the support we had for him this year and 
Greg, thank you for coming on the show, man. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, because I mean, I had no idea what that even was. Yeah, yeah. F three and F three C, like you just kind of realize some F numbers. I don't know what they are, right? But um, <laughs> it's good to kind of get the the behinds of it. So this, you know, yeah. um, with the set maneuvers and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. And uh, what did he say at the end? He's like, he hopes to release some videos this fall that will, you know that everyone will like. Um, he's gonna also try a different flying style. So he's gonna try to mix it up and you know see how that works. So nice. Cool. Nice. Awesome. Uh, good luck with that, Greg. Uh, and, yeah. you know, let us know if any way we can help, man. Yeah, great to hear from him. Yeah. Nice. We got some emails from Javier, too, right? He yep. uh, asked, I know, um, videos on Facebook. He, 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 I guess he still hasn't signed up on Facebook. I don't know. Just set up a, an account, Javier. Doesn't matter if you post anything or anything. Just so like you can see the content on there. There's just a lot of good content on Facebook now. I find that there's more. It's better content on Facebook and it's easier to digest for me at least than there are on the forums. Um, I, I don't know. Just it's it's easy. But uh, he basically just asked if we could take any of our Facebook videos and, and post them on YouTube. Um, I am doing a lot of that stuff. Uh, and most of my Facebook lives, I'll try to repost them because I save them to my phone locally and i'll try to do a repost on youtube um on our free farsi youtube channel but uh you know i'm a little backed up it's just it gets hard to do all of them you know as they're going on live and stuff um during the moment so but yeah we'll try to get to that and do a little more be a little more on top of that yeah i'm a little backed up but that's because i'm 50 yeah Hi, you've reached the Rochester Aero Modeling Society flying field. Please leave a message and we'll return your call. Hey, I just wanted to leave you a message and tell you that we need to work on the promo for the, uh, you know, the heli event that's coming up. Wait, wait, wait. Hello? Hello? Who is this? You're not the real Arnold. I am the real Arnold. Yeah, I'm standing right here next to Mr. Chris Ribbit when you called. I know you, Mr. Funny Guy, you know, with all your jokes about, you know, the gummy bear of candy cornea and working out and, you know, the little helicopters. Well, I'm telling you, it's not funny anymore. Yeah, that's what any good clone would say. Oh, stop it, you idiot. You're a freaking choir boy compared to me. Listen, you're nothing to me. I am going to do the promo for the Rochester Aero Modeling Society. Yeah, you know, it's the 15th Annual Northeast Helicopter Jamboree. It will be on the another Labor Day weekend, the 1st through the 3rd, in Maestadon, New York, or however the hell you pronounce that, at the Rams Maestadon Field. If you want more information, you know, ramsrc.org. Yeah, but you better pre-register and you better do it now. Yeah, you sound a little old to be honest. Of course I sound older than you, you idiot. I'm 70 years old. Age is just a number. And listen, I will be doing all the ass Arnolds from now on, you idiot. You won't be back. Come hear me. Hear yeah. me now. I will take yeah. my dumbbells no. and I will yeah. pop your head like it was a walnut, yeah. you idiot. I'm only gonna tell you one time nicely. Get to the chopper. See you at the party. So are we done with West Side comments? Yeah. Okay, more or less, we are done. Okay. Podbean people. Podbean people. I got that song in my head now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> or like last year. It's last year. Last week. You, were, yeah. Uh, you had me just left turn. <laughs> Podbean yeah. people. Um, we only had two this this week uh, okay. notifications, and one, I think, was 
Nitro Gabe started following us. Nitro Gabe liked episode 85, Back to School with Todd Bennett. And BVGHJ uh, liked Jericho episode Byrne. liked episode 86, Catching Up with Chris Rybert. Nice. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, everyone. Uh, let's see. iTunes review. Uh, iTunes. I saw nothing new on iTunes. And you know why I can say that? Because I fired up iTunes about two hours ago. Oh, man. It's been nothing new for a while. Yeah. That's okay, though, dude. That's fine. The last one is great. Employee X said, Hellies are not dying. So last one is pretty good. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Uh, let's see. Check out our webpage, freeforestypodcast.com. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Yeah. What's up, Chris? Let us know if you want us to add anything there. We are, that space is open. You know, we, we like to do stuff on there. Yeah. Uh, flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production, other than flight test podcast, freeforestry podcast, sitting next to the FT community cast. Hey, Pat Tolan, Mike. Uh, let's see. And the edit button. Okay. RCHeliHangouts.com forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, free for RC podcast, sitting next to our buddies at the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Walt and Ed, hope they're doing all right. I know Ed was out at Urcha. Yeah, Ed was out at Urcha. He, uh, he sent me a video clip of um, Shannon Turner's son from Only Fine Heli's. Um, Caleb, 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 Caleb Turner. Dude, this kid is like seven years old or something or 10. I'm, he's, he's young and he's killing it. Like, holy crap. I, you know, it's insane. The, the, these kids, you know, just like, I mean, you, you look at all of them, man. You look at Devin, you look at Christy Amani, you look at Ethan. Like, they're all, you know, under 18 and they're killing it with the helicopters. And this kid too, he's, I think he, I think he's seven, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, amazing pilot. Talk to Todd Bennett when you're 18. Talk to Todd Bennett when you're 18. Yeah. Yeah. Is he flying a 700 size heli? Yeah. He was flying a Protos Max. Talk to Todd Bennett when you're 18. Why? What's that? What do you mean? What's that? (laughs) Why would he talk to Todd Bennett? Because Todd was like, you remember the story Todd said about the five-year-old kid and dad yeah, that yeah, wanted yeah. sponsor? And he he ended it by saying, talk to me when you're 18. Oh, okay. His dad owns Only Fine Helly's like, company. It's He's sponsored. Right, then forget <laughs> everything I just said. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing he's pretty much sponsored by his dad and his dad's right, company. Talk but... to Todd Bennett right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know no, what no. to tell you. <laughs> no, but yeah. I'm a, I'm a knucklehead. <laughs> I'm a knucklehead too. I don't. Even, I'm just twisting shit up so you make you confused. <laughs> okay, I guess let's go. Uh, thanks to our listeners. Thanks everyone for your skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye bye. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Reconstruct the forty-year-old virgin poster, and but that's too far. <laughs> Hey, if someone's being racist to you, you gotta hit them hard. Like in this day and age, come on. There's. Yeah, there's... <laughs>
Playbacks. Here we go. Recording volume. Yes. Yeah, baby. All right. All righty then. Yeah, it's very loud. Whoa. Let me give Steve a call. Let me Skype a Runium. Skyping. Skypey Skyping. I gotta stop drinking Red Bull mixed with coffee before we record. And then follow it up with a five hour energy chaser. Boom, baby. Yeah. Ah, I see what happens. I go to Skype and things get all loud. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they get all, all sorts of loud. Steve. Hello. Hello, Steve. Hello. 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 Hello, Steve. Damn, it's loud again. Hello, Steve. I can't hear you. Testies. One, two, three. All right. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you now, too. Ugh, dude. Now I wish I couldn't hear you. I'm opening up iTunes right now, damn it. Right now! Dude, what are you doing? I can't hear Hello. you. Hello? Hello? Um, oh, I can't hear nobody. It's probably me, audio, video. Ah, speakers. I hear you. Now I hear you. All right. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Dude. Dude. Check this out. Where's the video? How do I do video on this? I don't freaking know. Can you see me? Oh, I Hello. can see you. Yeah. So, have you seen this yet? This is my T-Rex 600 canopy I got. Yeah, yeah. I saw it in a picture you sent. Yes. Yep. Very cool. Here's another T-Rex canopy I got. I didn't see that one. Very cool. Nitro. Ooh, Nitro Pro. Yeah. Is it's that a you? Pro Fest. Is that you and Nitro Pro? Did you see this one yet? How many freaking canopies you got? <laughs> you only got one helicopter. I know. <laughs> Where'd you get that one, Nitro Pro? Look at you <laughs> laughing your ass off. Um, both of these I got for 20 bucks each, so 40 bucks for these two canopies. Sweet. And here's another another one. Not for that one, but for... Jeez. Looks pretty good, right? Orange and yellow and green. Yeah, all you get that? Rastafari. Um, Rob got it for me at Archa. Archa. Uh, Rob is the man. Yeah, he was out there. I was like, dude, if you see anything cool, let me know. FaceTime me. And he was like, dude, I got a, I picked up a canopy for 60 bucks for the N7. I'm like, get me one. <laughs> well, of course he saw something cool. Bill was with him. Bill's real cool. I don't know about that. <laughs> you think that'd be too much? Yeah. Uh-uh. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> hitting below the belt, man. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> 